Okay, so it's bright and early in Hong Kong right now, 7.30 a.m. on a Wednesday. And I know it's been a long time since I did a rant or anything. Uh, That's what typically happens when you get out of sync. You get busy doing other stuff. So, you know, what have I really been doing? You know, there's been a lot, but really I think I'll just talk to something that's happened recently, not something that's not so good. So I'm currently being sued by a contractor. I'll try and give you a little background into how I even got to this situation. But, um, you know, long story short, I had a friend who um, he was starting his first development job out in the desert out in La Quinta. And um, he got roped into helping to be a developer funding this project to build four houses out there. Uh, the contractor actually found him because he had the property and needed the money. He said he could build it for so much and they were planning to split the profit, which is not nothing. None, none of that is uncommon, really. So, you know, um, after a few months, they, they purchased the land. Land is very cheap out there. You know, I think it was somewhere between thirty and fifty thousand dollars per lot. Um, and they hired this contractor and about midway through, um, he had my friend who was the developer for these four properties had reached out to me and he was so excited about this. He thought this was his new path in life and maybe it still is. Um, but he found two more pieces of land out in Mount Washington, which is about 10 minutes north of downtown Los Angeles. And is hillside uphill, and he, you know, we got each lot for about sixty thousand dollars, and um, which you know you would think is impossible in Los Angeles, but you know, like all things, um, the money is all relative, and it's probably um, respective of the risk involved. So we thought we could buy this piece of land and use the same contractor that we had out in La Quinta to build these two houses in Mount Washington. So um, I helped purchase the land, um, and we start to give the contractor some money to um, create the architectural plans. So essentially, he was budgeting about $18,200 for each lot to get the soils report done, to get the architectural plans done, to get the engineering reports done. Um, you know, this is pretty cheap, to, to be honest, now that I'm learning about it. You know, most architects will charge somewhere between twenty dollars and $40,000 per lot for the architectural plans, which will include engineering. So for this guy to give it to us all, including soils report, for about $18,000, you know, it was quite a bargain because the soils report alone will cost five or six thousand dollars per lot. So, anyways, you know, we get into this, we buy the land, we pay this guy the eighteen two, and then you know, I I'm a little cash strapped at the at the at the time, so I'm kind of liking you know it taking a little bit of time for for this to work itself out for him to create the plans and whatnot while I rebuild some of my cash reserves. But, you know, a month, two months go by and I start wondering, hey, you know, I should start seeing some of this um, 
you know, progress, even though I may not want it to happen so quickly, he should be giving me updates, he should be giving me, you know, some, some renderings and whatnot, so after a few months go by, I start reaching out to him, I start reaching out to my friend, like, hey, listen, this isn't normal, you know, I, I expect this, again, this is my first development, so I'm trying to keep an open mind, I'm trying to be um, trusting, I'm trying to keep an open mind throughout this process, and and listening to the people who I thought had more experience than me, and could guide me through this my first time. So I'm working through this, and I, I say, what's going on? And, you know, after a few calls, I can kind of get the sense that I'm um, kind of bugging him, you know, he's not, he's not the best communicator, and he is getting at times a little um, defensive uh, when I'm bringing this this topic up and asking him, I want to know details, like you know, where is the money? Where is the progress? Um, how far is it? When will I get the next, you know, draft or something like this, right? And it, it becomes apparently clear to me that okay, things are starting. Things are wrong. This is not how it should be. And even if it was, I don't want to work with somebody who can't communicate with me the details that I want to know. I'm a kind of control freak, and this is go. I'll go back to this later. Being a control freak, which I've learned, is an absolute necessity. It's not a good thing to have. It's not something that you you want to be, or that can help you. You know, create a business or thrive in business. It is a necessity. You must be a control freak because nobody will care about your money or your goals or your plans as much as you will ever. So at one point, I call a meeting and hey, listen, I'm about to ask some tough questions and I need no answers or I'm going to get very upset. Okay, so this guy, he essentially, you know, I don't want to say confesses, but it's kind of what he does. You know, he says, hey, listen, I'm working a lot of projects, which was one of my fears that, you know, on top of all this, he was working a lot of other projects and I didn't want, you know, my project to suffer because of all his other projects. You know, he, if he's going to take on my project, he needs to have the capacity to manage them all and complete them in a timely manner. It's not acceptable for him to tell me that, hey, listen, I'm working, I got to finish these other things first. No, if, if you didn't plan for that accordingly to, to work this all at once and have the right you know, people and resources, then we're in trouble, okay? Because I don't want my thing to suffer because of your other stuff. So I learned he's working a lot of other projects, and on top of that, he is, you know, short on cash to finish those other projects. So my next obvious concern is, you know, is he using my money to finish his other projects? And you know, with no surprise, I'm sure you can guess by now, he is. And so I say, listen, do you, uh, I just ask, ask him flat out. I already know the answer, but, you know, I just want to hear him say it. I just say, hey, do you know where my money is right now? Every dollar, where, do you know where it is? And, you know, after a little bit of pushing, you know, he says no, he doesn't. Um, so while all this is going on, you know, Obviously, my friend who vouched for this person, who was using this person to finish four houses out in La Quinta, you know, this this is where I start to realize, you know, where I made the mistake. So I, I believe in my judgment. I believe in my gut feeling. And it's kind of silly to say that even after, 
kind of this happened. Um, I still believe in it. You know, where I think my fault occurred is that, you know, I trusted this person through kind of association with my friend. My friend is a little bit naive, a little too optimistic, a little too trusting. And um, where things really went wrong is I trusted my friend's judgment rather than trusting my own judgment. Um, And that's something you should never do because just because you trust and love and believe in your friend doesn't mean that person will have the same trust and judgment as you will. Uh, in, in all honesty, it's almost impossible, really, right? How can two people have the same type of judgment, the same type of trust um, and honesty as, as the other person? So, you know, um, so after I tell my friend, hey, listen, man, uh, this is getting crazy. This is out of hand. This guy has lost it. You really need to um, start getting, you know, a full inventory of what he has, where he's at in the project, and what money he has left for you because you know while i um i've invested you know over eighteen thousand dollars with him which in all honesty will be very difficult to get back i know my friend has invested a lot more and i'm not going to say how much because you know this is my this is my um recording and not his so all i can say is you know it was obviously a substantial um, amount given the fact that he's doing four houses and he's much further along in the process. Okay, so uh, I don't want to drag this on too long, but, you know, um, with with the, that project, um, he stole a lot of money and he ended up uh, leaving and not not refunding anything. Essentially, he stole a lot of money. And with our project, he did the same. Uh, he also stole a lot of money, not as much, but still a fair amount. And I'm down over $18,000 with absolutely zero to show for it, except for two pieces of land um, on Hillside, which are very difficult to develop. Um, not to say that I couldn't make money with it. So, I'll, you know, just to give you some rough numbers, I think, you know, originally this guy quoted us around maybe $350,000, maybe $400,000 for everything per house to build complete. So that would include the land, that would include the foundation, that's including, you know, the the framework, the finishes, everything. And we were planning to sell each one for um, you know, a safe estimate would be 850, but realistically you could probably get somewhere between 900 or a little bit more uh, who knows maybe even a million because we were planning to build um a, you know there's a house literally right down right next door to us that sold for seven hundred thousand dollars and it was a two bed two bath one thousand square foot house okay that's one thousand square feet sold for seven hundred thousand and it was like 80 years old Okay, and we're planning to build 13, 1400 square foot houses, each one, three bed, two bath, brand new construction, right? So if you did the price per square foot, it would take you over to a million, but we're just trying to be conservative. So obviously there is a huge margin um, in in this development. Obviously those prices were underquoted, Um, you know, the cost for the foundation alone could be 
um, between one to two hundred thousand dollars is really unknown. That's that's the big risk when you do hillside. So you know, I got some estimates from some other um, contractors, and and there's still margin to be made, maybe somewhere between one to two hundred thousand dollars per house, and um, and that may sound like a lot of money, but when you take all things in consideration. You know, if I were to go out there and I were to flip a few homes, because the development alone will take me somewhere between two to three and a half years to build. Okay, so the question is, could I make as much money in the same time frame um, as I would with this development and probably have less risk? And the answer for me is obviously yes. I could find a lot of different ways. I could flip houses. I could wholesale, wholesale, whatever it is, and make almost as much money with the same time frame and not have to worry about all the unknowns about this hillside development with my first development by the way and you know i i when you do something for the first time it's probably better to you know step into the shallow end so if you did a flat piece of land someplace you know where there's a lot of other development nearby where this is too but there's a lot less risk involved okay so, you know, that's that's a lot of stuff to consider right there. Um, so anyways, this contractor, so we fired, we, we got rid of him, and I, I'm still trying to push forward because that's the type of person I am. You know, you want to push through the tough things in life, the things where you think things are going to fail, because that's really where su- success lies. If things were easy, you know, then um, everybody would do it. Um, so really you know this is this is a line in the sand for everybody where is enough enough when you really need to call it you know enough and move on to something that has better chances of success so regardless of what just happened i'm like okay that really sucks you know i lost some money i made a bad judgment call i'm gonna try not to do that again so what i do i i look for another contractor to keep moving forward I go to Yelp, um, and I find somebody after talking with a few people. Uh, he gives me some pretty good numbers. He's estimating, you know, 150 per square foot after the foundation, which is probably somewhat realistic. Um, but, you know, and, and again, I think I probably wanted to, to push something that was a little riskier than I was still ready for. So I get into this contract with another um with another contractor to at first provide me the architectural plans. I wanted to find somebody who could do everything in-house, architecture and also development, so that I was hoping I could find some savings. You know, I really wanted his expertise expertise in development in while we're trying to develop the architectural plans so that we could find the most cost-effective way to build. Okay, I don't want to build something that's going to be ridiculously expensive when there are some way, you know shortcuts in there. Um, that was, I thought, a good theory. So I get into this contract with a, uh, a contractor to create architectural plans, something most people don't usually do. Usually they get to hire an architect to do the plans first, and then they find, a deve- they find multiple developers to bid out the, the work. So um, the contract is for forty thousand dollars. 
um, we have an initial deposit of one thousand dollars, and then the next installment would not be for would be for fifteen thousand dollars one five fifteen thousand dollars after I approve the draft plans. Okay, so uh, I get into this uh, you know conversation with the contractor. He's giving me some drafts, and immediately some red flags pop up. So I tell him, listen, I want. Um, two or three bedrooms. I want you know twelve or hundred square feet, and I want the house to be built on the top of the hill, not on the bottom. You know, I, I was planning to have some stairs to walk up to the top, which would you know for better or worse, whether whether or not you may agree with that plan or to have the house built, you know, in the into the side of the mountain. You know, that's that's everyone's um, opinion, I guess. But I told him, listen, I want the house at the top. I want the stairs to go from the bottom to the top. So, you know, the plans he gives me are kind of ridiculous. Um, one of some of the draft drafts only have one bedroom, which make no sense whatsoever. And all of the draft plans have um, the house built into the side of the the side of the mountain, side of the hill. So I say, hey, listen, this doesn't match at all what we talked about. And you know, immediately when someone can't look you in the eye. And they're just kind of nodding along. Um, I, I, it's something to be worried about. I could tell right away that after a few more conversations, after I brought up several concerns of mine, whether or not they're real concerns, I, I'm starting to get the sense again that he is having the same problem as the last contract. He probably doesn't want to steal from me, and he never did, but his ability to communicate the details with me to really address my concerns was not there and his lack of attention to detail whether or not he thought I was like a small fry I'm not important enough you know at this point of the stage in the game at the stage in the plan to to give me that type of detail whatever it is I noticed immediately that he wasn't giving me the information that I wanted and he wasn't giving me the detail that I wanted so, you know, after a few more plans, you know, I also brought up the concern that there's a power line running between both lots. And right now, you know. Yeah, sweetie. Okay, so let me, where did we leave, leave, leave off? This is uh, part two of me getting sued. So I've got the second contractor. You know, we're in the contract for the architectural plans for $40,000. Um... I've deposited $1,000. I realize I don't want to work with him anymore. And I simply tell him, listen, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to work out. I need to cut uh, this off now before we go any further. The last thing I want to do is get into a long process uh, with somebody I don't want to work with. And immediately he starts with the pressure tactics. And he, he's very good, and you can tell he has done this before. So before, when he realizes that I'm starting to slow down, I'm starting to tell him that I don't want to move as, um, not move as fast, but really that I'm not happy with his work, he starts telling me, well, hey, listen, I because I want to help you, I've already started with engineering work, which is the next phase of the contract. And I told him, listen, I didn't tell you to start any of that, all right? I never asked you to move on, so why are you doing it? And he's like, well, I, I just want to help move this as quick as possible. So I told him to start doing the work. And I said, 
and, and granted, at the time, I, I didn't confront him as hard as I wanted to because I still wasn't sure if I wanted to use him or not. But I didn't like what he was saying. And then as we continued, he kept saying it over and over again to the point where I could tell that he wanted to get paid for this work. So the first time I told him, listen, I don't think I want to move forward with this right now. You know, he told you, well, I need this is what he told me. He said, I need, you know, this much. I need money to, you know, complete the work that I've done. Um, to close out what we've already worked for. And I said, um, well, how much is that? And he said, oh, I don't really know. I need to calculate it. And I said, well, just ballpark it for me. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, about, you know, five or 7,000. And when he said that, I was shocked. I was like, what are you talking about? How, how, why would I pay you this much money? Because, you know, we haven't done anything yet besides what the contract says. Um, and he's, he just kept telling me, well, I got these people to do work ahead of schedule for you, you know, so I need to pay them and you need to pay me. So long story short, uh, we break up after I simply tell him, listen, stop harassing me. I'm not going to pay you any money because the contract doesn't tell us to pay you any more money. So I don't think I owe you another cent. And he says, well, listen, if you don't pay me, um, I'm going to put a mechanics lien on your property. And I told him, like, listen, if you do this, I'm going to list out all the things that you have done to me in a very bad Yelp review. Um, and it's not going to be good for your reputation. It's not going to be good for your business. So I don't think you should do any of that. Um, so he essentially, he essentially said, well, if you do that, I'm going to sue you. So, you know, you can imagine, I, I thought it was all done. I didn't think anything was going to happen. I thought he was just bluffing, to be honest. So I told him, listen, uh, this is it. I'm blocking you. We're done. I'm done talking to you. And, and that's it. Goodbye. So uh, I, and after several months had gone by, I thought that was it. You know, clean break. No problem. Um, I'm not going to leave a bad Yelp review. He's not going to do anything, and that would be the end of it. But after about three months, I realized I get a letter in the mail from the county recorder, and guess what? He's put a mechanics lien on my property, and he, the, the amount is for no, $39,000. I guess since I've already paid him $1,000 for the deposit, he thinks I owe him the remaining balance. So after that, guess what I did? I left him a very bad Yelp review. I detailed all his mistakes with the, with the plans, um, his inability to listen to what I wanted, um, his pressure tactics about asking me to pay for things that were not listed in, in the contract. And I'll be honest, it's, it's a very bad review. So after that... You know, he then hires a lawyer and he sues me for multiple things. He sues me to try to foreclose on, with the mechanics lien, which is not the correct process, by the way. You're probably supposed to use the list pendings. Um, that's, that's the proper channel. And on top of that, he lists things like defamation, um, libel, so things where I'm hurting his reputation. Which, <laughs> you know, I'm not a lawyer, so again, I try to keep an open mind about everything. But it's hard for me to imagine that a bad Yelp review 
could be considered defamation or libel. Otherwise, there would probably be no Yelp. You know, Yelp. <laughs> the whole the whole purpose of Yelp is to leave a review, an account of what you experienced. And if every bad Yelp review led to defamation or libel,、um, I don't think that that company would exist. So I'm not a lawyer or、um, an expert in defamation, but I can't imagine how he was in the right. So, you know, all that being said,、um, you know, I was very angry. I wanted to, I, I, I didn't like the idea of him pushing me around. But all that being considered, I did want to move past this land. I was actually trying to sell it at this point, because. I was just tired of you know. Sometimes when you start off a project with a really bad taste in your mouth, you just want to move past it. There are other development projects that I can work on, that that would not have started like this and will not start like this, especially with my experience. So I, at this point, you know, I don't want to continue to work on a project that I have such a bad taste in my mouth to start with, and I was willing to let it go, and even just break even or even take a small loss. And on top of that, you know, I I don't like stress. I'm not a person who enjoys, you know,、uh, retaining stress in my mind for a long period of time. So I was willing to probably negotiate some, you know, reasonable、uh, payment to let all this go and and get rid of this contractor. So I, you know, I reached through.、Um, I, well, I consider I, I reached out to him and said, "Hey, listen, I'll give you a few thousand dollars." Um, but at this point, now he thinks, you know, this is the problem. It's like as soon as you give an inch, they want a mile, right? If he thinks that I'm willing to give him a few thousand dollars, he thinks that I can get that I'm willing to give him probably more, like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. So as soon as I reached out to him, I thought I was being nice and we could all resolve this kindly. He starts asking for the moon. I offer two thousand. He wants. Thirty thousand or twenty thousand, you know, and I'm not willing to go more than even five thousand, because again, you know, I want to get rid of this, but at the same time, I'm not willing to just give everything up. I'm not just gonna lay over and let him, you know, fuck me. So that ended pretty quickly, and、um, I hired my own lawyer. So my lawyer, you know, he saw everything, and granted, I don't think he. Looked at everything deeply at first, but now that he has, he kind of agrees with me. Like, listen, the defamation suit doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't know why he's trying to sue you for that. And on top of that, you know, everything else is pretty clear. He, he's just trying to pressure me into、um, a settlement.、Um, and he he kept telling me over and over again because he's the lawyer and he has to. He says, listen, you know, based on what he has attached as evidence to the lawsuit. You know, it doesn't really. None of this really makes much sense. But, you know, he still could come out and say that, you know, you verbally agreed to this stuff, and you,、um, there's some other evidence that he didn't attach, that that could prove his case. But if everything is just in, included right now in what is shown attached to the lawsuit, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So this is where I'm at right now. I don't have a resolution to share with you where we're gonna be because these things can take months, sometimes years, for the smallest things because our court system is slow.、Um, but that's what we're doing right now. So I'm being sued for a lot of different things for the first time, and、um, I'm willing to go deep. You know, I just sold a house, so I have some money. 
um, if I have to go twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars deep to figure out, you know, if our justice system is going to side on my side or his, you know, I'm willing to do that because this is, above all, this is the best learning experience probably I could ever ask for. <laughs> and again, this is the optimistic side of me. You know, I I take everything as a learning lesson. This is not going to be the first time that I get sued. Um, and I hope not, because if you're, if you're trying to push yourself, you're trying to grow, if you're trying to um, make a lot of money, I guarantee you, you will run into someone who wants to take your money for less work. And that's, that's what ultimately happened to me. You know, this guy... <laughs> You know, he, and he has openly said it to me verbally, he'll never say it to his lawyer or probably in court, but this second contractor, which is which was my bad judgment, I picked him, you know, I, I, I made one bad decision with the first contractor and then I followed it up with another bad decision, hiring a second bad contractor, so this is all my fault, but um, this is ultimately what, what happens, you know. And and it's going to happen to you. I hope it happens to you in a way. Oh, I forget where I was going with that. So anyways, you know, if I have to spend some money to figure out what's going to happen, how real is this? How much stronger will I be in the future? The next time somebody threatens me with a lawsuit, I'll know. Hey, listen, dude, I've been through this before. I know you have nothing to stand on. Or I can say, okay, maybe you do have something to stand on, you know, so I will settle with you right now or it's not worth my trouble. But those are some of the things that you need to find out for yourself. You know, they don't teach you this stuff in a classroom. <laughs> um, they don't teach you this stuff at school or at home from your parents, from your teachers. These are things that only you can learn yourself. And I just wish I had learned it earlier so that I could be more prepared right now. Um, in the end, you know, I just hope that I win, that... You know, I, I made the right decision. I, I'm correct in my judgment and thinking that this guy has nothing to stand on whatsoever and that and that things work out. But, you know, while all this is happening, I want you to also remember that if it happens to you, don't let don't let this stop you. I'll tell you the truth. This stopped me for a good six months, I think, where I was really not, you know, continuing to try to grow, keep looking for properties, keep trying to find ways to make money. And that's what you have to do because some of these things, they'll, they'll take forever. They'll take months, years to resolve themselves. And you don't have that type of time to sit, to sit around and just see, you know, what happens before you can move on to the next project. You got to keep pushing. So that, that's my one suggestion to whoever's listening. You know, don't let, don't let these things slow you down. And to be honest, while you're working on other things, it's going to give you momentum. It's going to build your confidence up. And on top of that, if you are making money, you're, that's more money you can use to defend yourself if you have to, right? So for all intents and purposes, you need to keep pushing through, keep working on your business, finding ways to make money, keep looking for properties, cash flow, equity, whatever it is, you know, and and find a way to live with that with this i'm not sure you can even call it stress you know this problem on your on your hands 
at the same time you're working other things. Okay, don't be a one-dimensional person where I'm just doing this one thing right now. I'm living with this lawsuit right now. I've been living with it for the last two, three years, so that's why I haven't, you know, bought another property or 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 you know rehabbed another house, right? Um, and that's just part of it. So, anyways, law. We live in America. Lawsuits happen every single day to everybody for the dumbest freaking reasons you could possibly imagine. And the sooner that you're not scared of them, you know, the, the better off you'll be. So I probably had some other stuff to, th- to talk about, and I'm going to try to get back into this. I'll be perfectly honest. I do this for me, not for whoever listens to it. And um, I hope someone else enjoys this. All right. Thanks, Mike.